0: We will not walk in fear one of another. We will not be driven by fear into an age of unreason If we take deep in our history and our And remember that we are not descended from fearful.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: we weren't here or anything. We weren't. Oh, no. We were just
1: trying to psych you out for a second. Psych because, you out. Hey,
2: Little jump scares.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, pop out at you one time.
2: Ah!
1: Oh, you
2: scared me. It's my inner Two Nebraska. Eyes? Always ready. Oh, my God.
1: I look like Marcus right now. You really do. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, stop chewing your feet.
2: <laughs> yeah, sorry. That was my dog. He chews his feet. Man, By stop.
1: the way, you are wrong. Ceviche
0: originated in Peru and Ecuador. Not Mexico.
2: I said South America. You piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Peru and Ecuador?
1: It's in uh s- s- South
2: Wait, is it, America? Is that in the Caribbean?
1: South
2: America? Oh, yeah, that's different. It's not South America. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope you guys are ready because we have some scary stories lined up for you guys. Yeah, I'm going to keep saying you guys. I don't know why. I
1: promise I won't pull some BS out this time. And it's actually a scary story that is real. It's not something I found that is fake. I promise.
2: Mine's probably fake.
1: Flip it and reverse it.
2: All scary stories are fake, people. Demons, monsters, uh skin gully man. None of these things actually exist. There's no such thing. That's
1: bullshit. That's bullshit. Because I've actually had a ghost slam a door on me before.
2: Yeah, it was probably just your imagination. No, it wasn't. Brain likes to imagine a nope. whole lot of weird things, man.
1: It was not. If you you
2: think about it, everything that we're seeing right now, everything that we perceive is because of our brain.
1: That is true. And technically, the world is upside down. You didn't hear that theory?
2: Is that why I'm so clumsy? The world is
1: technically upside down, and then our eyes and our brain perceive it to be right side up.
2: Wow. Well, that's just relativity. Relativity. Just like day.
1: how kids under a
0: certain age, I don't know if relativity is
2: a thing, but because the planet's so large and gravity works the way it does, which we still don't understand exactly how it works, we just don't care that we're upside down. <laughs> no, we don't. And you in space, anything? there is no upside down. There's there's yep. no right side up in space. It's mm-hmm. just whatever direction you're in is the direction. And hopefully you're not spitting into oblivion because I was going
1: to say, I wonder, if you spit, I was going to say something about spitting into like space. If you spit would it like form an icicle that picks up particles and slowly makes a comet?
2: Yeah, it'd keep generate going faster and faster and faster unless it collides with something.
1: So what if Haley's comet is really just an alien spit loop that's just gathered for a long time?
2: That's basically what comets are.
0: It's fucking awesome
2: they ice comets are are could be potentially alien space loogies. All they do oh. is they they get generate enough speed. Like if you could hock it at a decent enough speed to a point where it could generate enough speed using gravitational pull to create its own orbit that is freaking like a comet. <laughs> Metal dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: tell me are you chewing your feet
1: but what I was saying is
2: are you helping is- him chew his feet <laughs> <laughs> the other dog is now laying on his foot to hide the fact that he's chewing his feet I cannot believe this they're in on it together this is why you don't get rescue dogs they're fucking already juvenile delinquents
0: oh my gosh buddy it's okay just stop chewing your feet
1: so uh, question so meteors, like the asteroid belt. What if, all right? You played Ark before. Yes. Right. You've seen the modded Ark episodes, right?
2: No. You no, seen I have the not. Space wells. Nope.
1: Oh, dude, they're like these giant wells that just fly, like they're in space. What if, what if some of these meteors aren't even meteors? What if they are actually organisms? right? Check that out.
2: Weren't we talking about this before? Check it out. Space whales?
1: And they are pooping out the asteroid belt.
2: That sounds like something out of Futurama.
0: You sound like a hater.
2: Did you take that from Futurama?
0: No, I just thought about it. Unless it was subliminal.
1: Probably subliminal.
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) have watched a lot of Futurama.
2: Well, my story personally doesn't have to do with any aliens at all. Ted, my story is called Ted the Caver, and it's kind of old. It's created in the late two thousands, early two thousand, two thousand one. It's almost tw- you know twenty years ago.
0: Jeez. so this was twenty years ago.
2: Yeah, it's hmm. basically about uh. So, we're we're going to get into it, but I'll give you the general gist. It's basically about a guy who discovers a cave, and, you know, him and his friend discover a cave, a hole, and they try and, you know, make it, make it, I don't even want to spoil it. Why am I spoiling this? Now,
1: now, the thing is, I have to say is, you remember when you kept bringing up in my last episode about the Skungoli Man, which I found out what Skungoli is, it's, actual, it's an actual meal.
0: Yeah, no,
2: it's, it's I was looking yeah. into it.
1: Okay. When I was talking about it, you kept bringing in um, what? To that being what was in the bag. Now I have to say was it a real cave or were they rigging someone?
0: They were uh... I don't know. Alright, keep going. I'm putting
1: my serious hat
0: on. <laughs> it took me a second to realize. I'm putting my serious hat on. Serious. Serious hat. All right. <clears throat> All right. Serious hat.
1: No more play play.
2: So things
1: are going to get real.
2: They're about to get really real. So real. Like right. the hair is going to stand up on on the back of your your neck. So hard. You're not going to know whether to scream, to not scream, to keep listening, to turn it off. Please don't turn it off. We need... Don't don't turn it off. At least listen up until the ad, because if we get a certain amount, then we get paid. And that's kind of nice. But, you know, definitely listen to FI.
1: And I would have to say, before you listen to this, I want you to get very comfortable. Sit back, relax, clear your mind.
2: Clear your thoughts.
1: Because I want you to take in everything he has to say. If you
2: have to, take a stroll to the bathroom and you know, jerk one off if you need to.
1: Yeah, it might be it might be necessary.
2: I'm only saying that because the website I'm on, that's like the dude made for the stupid ass thing, for stupid ass blog, has a bunch of fucking porn ad all porn ads all over it.
1: <laughs> so at the end of the day, like he said, take a stroll to the bathroom. If you're not going to do that, you know, why did I join? Before
2: Before anyone asks, to, I have like extensive ad blockers set up on my computer. This should not be showing this. I have no idea why it is.
1: All I see is Golden Pavilion
0: Restaurant.
2: You don't see this that I'm circling?
0: Nope.
2: You got to be kidding me. (laughs)
0: Let me turn my camera off real quick and see if that helps. Now your
2: mouse is moving. Oh, it's because I moved
0: the thing. Uh... <sighs>
2: you don't see this fucking... Now ad, I see it. This ad right here?
0: Now I see it.
2: Bouncing around?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That should not be happening. This one shouldn't be happening either.
0: Yep, there's another one. Ridiculous. Ads by Google. <laughs> Stop <laughs>
1: seeing this ad. Let's get into the store.
0: We are getting far sidetracked,
2: Dude, look how much has been blocked. 17 ads have been blocked already on this thing. And it's still coming through.
0: Okay, I understand you're upset.
2: So let's get into this.
0: Basically, this is a story...
2: Of exploration. An Indiana Jones type tale. Where two friends. Go on a journey. And. I won't spoil the rest for you. But basically. I'm going to be reading from his journal. Ted the caveman.
1: I'm ready. I'm ready. And now folks. I promise. I am going to try to keep it very mature
0: today.
2: We are a comedy. We primarily do comedy, but this is Creepypasta. We're trying to do this a little bit seriously, but to be honest, there's some funny moments that's going to make this, like, it's still going to be funny, so.
1: Alright, let's get our big boy pants on.
2: Big boy pants. I hope you're ready. So. uh, For the sake of before I read this, uh, there's only one of his friends he calls B. I'm sure to to keep his identity, which I actually found out his name was Brad because I found out later on. Yeah, I don't know. You was going to say I
1: was gonna say Brandon, but Brad yeah. makes sense. It's
2: actually Brad. <laughs> I'm gonna just fill it in as Brad. <laughs>
1: Why don't we call him yeah. Bernard?
2: Nah, I'm just gonna do B because
1: Byron. Now, let's make him black. Let's make him black. Let's call him Byron.
2: I'll change it to Byron later after after I get more every, into this. Every
1: good scary show needs a story needs a black guy.
2: It's gonna be too hard to say Byron that many times. So,
0: be right. Let me stop. Okay, I said big white pants.
2: so B and I decided to get in one more caving trip before the new year so we set our sights on Mystery Cave it's not a spectacular cave but since neither of us had been caving in a while it would be nice to go to any cave there was a bit of excitement to this trip there was a small passage in the lower portion of the cave that I wanted to check out to see if it was possible to get past it it had a small opening but lots of air was blowing out of it. Even though it was way too small to climb through, I had never even checked to see what was inside the passage. We got our gear loaded up and hit the road by 3 p.m. We got to the cave in great time. You know, since B likes to drive fast. I know someone like that.
1: Hey, look, you're not going to talk about me like that, okay?
2: Sorry. We anchored from the usual tree and began to rappel into the cave. (laughs) I went down first and got my gear together while B came down. So he has moments where he like writes little little notes and all this so you have like an, a better idea of what's going on. so it might sound like i'm talking I'm talking from like telling a story to talking in, like in a third person, so if, just if you get confused, email Larry, you know, express your concerns. Oh
1: no, 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 I'm sending you the email <laughs> I forgot last time. I'm sending you the email.
0: Look how cute Toby looks sleeping over there on the couch. He
2: looks so cute. I know, I
1: know. I still can't get over that, that game system in the back. I want to play it so bad.
2: So, for any reference to non-cave explorers, when there's a small opening in a cave, there's a saying: if you feel air coming out of it, then it's good to then that leads. That's a passage. So the saying is, if it blows, it goes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If it blows, it goes. Yeah, so basically
2: there's airflow coming through. It's worth investigating because it leads somewhere that leads to the top.
1: No, but I think that is an actual real thing because of the fact that the air pocket definitely leads to an opening.
2: That's another big thing with cave exploring, too, because you have to... Let's say there's like underwater stuff. I didn't mean to cut you off too, but I don't know where you were okay, going with good. that. But like, oh, you'll see in let's, a second. let's say there's an underwater passage. If you went through that, there could not be air on the other side, technically. You'd have to like double check that. Be like poisonous yeah, gas poisonous. and shit. You have no exactly. idea what's over there.
1: But what I was getting at is with the fact that we don't know most of the things in our world, for all you know, you could be walking into the mouth of some un. Under- Undiscovered creature that has no air breathing, out, or it could be breathing out. And you walk in, next thing you know, you're in
0: the stomach.
2: In the stomach, being digested. There might so be some skungly in there.
1: There might be a dragon, you never
0: know. They, they
1: found a dragon in a cave that was frozen, and we'll get into that on another podcast episode. When we cover cryptids. I don't
2: know why he's bringing it up now. We're gonna do it. Now I want to know about it. Fuck Ted the Caver. Let's get into that.
1: No, 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 no. We'll talk about that after we cover the story. See if we have time. He's taking a very long vape rip. He's still going? Inhaling? If it blows, it goes.
0: Oh, it's dead. Mm -hmm. That's why. (coughs) That looked painful.
2: Nah, it just tasted bad.
1: Alright. Back to the story, though, because I'm curious to know what happens now because I honestly did not read
2: over this. So, the hole is located deep in the cave, near the lowest part. It's on the east side of the cave wall, about three feet from the floor. To look inside the hole, you have to kneel down and duck under an overhang rock, unless you're a midget, and you can just, you know, look right at it. Or, uh, sorry, uh, <laughs> height disabled person.
1: No, no, no. What you have to call them nowadays is chicken nuggets.
2: you better apologize right now.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. If we have any little people, small people, what, I don't know what you want us to call you. Um, I'm sorry. I apologize. Please email us at abstractarticlesnetwork, abstractarticlesnetwork at gmail.com and tell us what you like to be called because what? that is something we would definitely like They like, like to, to be called
2: human beings. All right? Let's move no, on. We, you, we better specific, just move on because this you're digging a hole oh that I'm trying wow. to save you from.
0: Cool. Let's dig then.
2: Alright, we're going to be digging a hole into this cave, which, to be honest, I don't go cave diving. You'd have to be a crazy person to do this. So, he has pictures. Anyone who wants to check this out, uh, it's called Ted the Caver. You can find links to this literally everywhere. There's a real version and a fake version of the story. There's even a movie called, oh, fuck, I forgot what it's called. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, living dark. The Story of Ted the Caver. So you know, is it this, on
0: Netflix?
2: No, nah, I watched it on Amazon Prime.
1: Uh, okay, well she has it, so I'll try to watch it tonight.
2: It was free on Amazon Prime, so it's worth a watch. That's and perfect. Everyone wants to check it out. Was it good? Uh, I'll let you, I'll talk to you about it okay, after you watch no, it.
1: Okay, I want you to give me an honest for the viewers. One to three, one to five stars.
2: As a horror movie, like, it was, it was pretty trash.
1: Okay, but was it worth as
2: a low watch? budget horror movie? It was pretty good.
1: Okay, would you would you compare it to? uh Let's see, it's a good low Leprechaun.
2: Leprechaun, it's like
1: Leprechaun in the Hood, to be exact.
2: That's not even a scary movie. That's just like it was supposed that's, to. Be that's a scary more movie. funny. It was supposed to be scary Especially too. Leprechaun in the
1: Hood. That shit was funny Chucky, as hell. Chucky was supposed to be scary too.
2: In Leprechaun in the Hood, he killed a lady by making her ass and lips and like tits and <laughs> hips fat and shit. And then she like got stuck in a doorway and then eventually she exploded. She just had like a huge ass. That was, that was funny. Okay, <laughs> Chucky
1: was supposed to be scary too.
2: It's child's play.
1: Thought he was supposed to be funny, made scary. Sorry, scary. But you ask me,
2: they Chachi eventually made they eventually Duh. made it funny because of they kept making a bunch even, of videos. No, he, they the ruined they one, ruined the original but, arc, which no, was he was the, a crazy guy who got who put himself in a doll. Funny. They weren't funny at all. The first one's not even funny at all. Watch it. I laughed at it. You laughed at the first one.
0: He's Are you just laughing me. at a
2: doll? That's running. He's not,
1: He is not scared. If Chucky ran at me, I'm sorry. Field
0: goal.
2: He's not even attempting to do anything. Like, that's not. Not even. The kid doesn't even like, kick him. Everyone just like keeps because falling on the ground.
1: Just, exactly, because it's a movie.
2: That's just. That's what would happen to you, probably. You would fall down.
1: Nope. Nope.
2: That's what all the what happens in all the movies. You,
1: you want to know what? And Chucky, how many black and, people? And in the older killed? movies, who died first? How many, how many black? Who was the first
2: one to die? Listen? In most of these older people? movies,
1: how many black people in those movies actually acted like a black person? Because any black person's gonna say, "Oh, what's that sound in the woods?" Oh, hell no, nah. I'm gone.
2: No, they'd investigate it too.
1: No, we wouldn't. Why not? Because we ain't stupid. We don't do that shit.
2: What if there's what's something good? cool back there?
1: We already scared to go outside and do it with the cops. Then we are going in the woods to investigate a weird sound. Okay, can, can we figure out what's going on in this fucking cave? Because I'm curious now.
2: I'm not thinking about murdering anyone. Right, though? Oh
1: <laughs> Why did you look at those? Are you telling him secrets that you don't tell anybody else? for all you that can't see him, he just literally shushed at Toves and...
2: You shush now. You shush.
1: Yes, Amasa.
2: Thank you. With, say say that again next time, but with more gusto. Yes, Amasa! <laughs> That's how I like it.
0: <laughs> Jeez. <laughs>
2: so, let's get back into it, because we wasted... Uh, A good amount of time. Let me see how much time exactly. Uh, 25 minutes almost. And this was supposed to be a 30 minute read. So I'm going to have to be really fast from now on. (laughs) Alright. So. They used to come cave diving here all the time. But they never actually looked in the rock. It was just like... Looked in the hole. It's always just been a space where the cavers, you know, got a nice breath breath of fresh air and then just moved back because it's always been the end. So this time he used his mag light and held it inside the hole to see what he could see and was pretty excited from what he saw. The wall around the hole was about three to five inches thick and it led into a tight passage. The passage opened up a bit just inside the hole. It continued back about 10 to 12 feet in a small crawl space. After that, it seemed to really open up, although how much we couldn't tell. This could be a virgin passage. Obviously, no one has passed through this route, but there could be a way into the passage from the other side. To even get to the crawl space, we would have to enlarge the opening. Currently, it is about the size of my fist. Once we get past the opening, I know, right? (laughs) We We would have a tight crawl. Just wait. We would have a tight crawl the you depending on how big you are like if you're my size you would probably still have to to get past a spot in this crawl you would have to in, Yeah. there's a skinny part in this crawl that's ridiculous you have to exhale air out of your lungs crawl forward so you can breathe again
1: and you probably have to put your arms straight forward so the way you can no. really squeeze you through no keep
2: keep them straight you're you're laying on your stomach with your arms back is the easiest way to get through you don't have really? your arms forward, yeah, because that creates more space.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. That's how you know I don't go to caves. Yeah, I,
2: mean, I, I wouldn't do that shit either. And we're, we're gonna like get into it, because like, he, he goes over pretty explicitly.
1: It literally, it literally sounds like the opening of the movie The Cave, where they got caught on the ground with those creatures.
2: How about the, the descent?
1: <laughs> no, not the descent. The descent was when it was like
2: they were hard caught hard underground land. with those creatures.
1: Yeah, I'm talking about the one. It's called the cave where they go down, and it's like these these creatures that fly and stuff, and they go in the water and everything, and they evolved. Oh this no, cave. I
2: know it. I know you I know a movie you're talking about. Good movie. Yeah, it, definitely worth a watch. Haven't seen it in a while, but good movie.
1: I just rewatched it not too long ago, and it's crazy you're bringing this yeah, up. Yeah,
2: they use like flashlights and shit to like shine them away. Mm. And then eventually they got like I remember that that shit was pretty wild so and
1: for okay go on sorry
2: no i mean it's a good movie we should promote it
1: we should definitely talk about it another time we should do a segment where we talk about good horror movies
2: I mean, this is honestly a good time to mention it since we're talking about cave
1: <laughs> well i mean yeah the, the movie was really good like basically they started with exploration and they went down to a cave when they're in the cave they start hearing these weird sounds and people start dying Eventually, they find out that well, don't there spoil is like,
2: the whole movie. I mean, give them a chance to see it for themselves. I'm
1: not, I'm not, I'm pretty not. Pretty much spoiling the whole thing. No, I'm not. They find something down there.
0: How are you gonna and, keep going?
1: And shit go crazy.
2: Spoiled. Might as well That's not even watch it anymore. Good movie. That's though.
1: not spoiling it.
2: No, he didn't. But he almost did.
1: I was gonna not spoil it. I don't like spoiling movies. I hate when people do it to me. That's why I stayed off Facebook after Avengers came out.
2: Newsflash. People died.
1: Well, in every horror movie, people die, so that's not even a spoiler.
2: Yeah. Once we get past the opening, we would have a tight crawl back to where it opened up. It would take some work, but we thought we could do it. We sat down for a few minutes to rest and contemplate our plan of attack. While we sat there in the darkness, we could hear the wind howling from the other side of the passage. It was a low, eerie noise. We could also hear a low rumble from time to time. No big deal, though. The cave is in the vicinity of a highway that has heavy trucks drive on it. We figured the rumble was the effect of the trucks resonating through the rocks. We determined that our best plan would be to haul a cordless drill into the cave to drill into the rock. Then we could take a bull pin and a sled and a small sledgehammer to break up the rock. Anyone who doesn't know a bull pin is kind of like a railway spike. That's a yeah sharp one end, opens up, so it's hammered into the ground. You get the idea. Seemed I pretty straight. We- yeah, right. Bull pin. You know, you need to chisel some rock. You know, you get a hammer and a, and a nail. Yeah, you know. Come on. Our listeners are smart. So... Oh. I feel like I can't... What? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Get it off your chest, man! <laughs> Keep
0: Please <going. laughs> son of a
2: bitch. So it seemed pretty straightforward. We would wind the hole big enough to squeeze in and see what was on the other side. The efforts to haul all the equipment down to the hole would be a pain, but we hoped it would be worth it. I named the passage Floyd's Tomb, after Floyd Collins. It seemed to look like the tight spot where Floyd spent his last miserable days on Earth. Floyd Collins, if you don't know, was a caver back in the early 1900s. He got stuck in a tight crawl space and was unable to free himself. It was an amazing story that is detailed in a book called Trapped, the story of Floyd Collins, if you ever want to read it. Don't recall the author. Calling our passage Floyd's Tomb was not only a tribute to Floyd but a commentary of the si- this the sheer tightness of this passage that they, we are about to go through
1: <laughs> oh it was tight alright
2: it's funny cuz i thought it'd be fast for them to chisel through rock to get through there and depending on the rock <sighs> shit's not going to be like it could be easy, it also could be ex- extremely hard. Now, does it say
1: how old they were at a chance?
2: No. My I guess... Was,
1: that was what I was wondering.
2: My guess is, you know, either mid to late 20s, early 30s. Can't expect them to be older than that. Yeah.
1: I expected them to be younger, how stupid they're sounding
2: how they sound stupid. Uh Morty.
1: Because why the hell, if it's that small of a cross race, are you going to try to chisel through, first of all, of a small hole in a cave because everybody knows that makes it unstable when you chiseling shit around. Then you go through a small place, you hear an eerie sound and a small gust of wind, and you want to go investigate?
2: That's not un- unlike cavers to widen gaps and stuff.
0: stuff.
2: Uh, I definitely wouldn't either. I'm on the same page as you, so you don't have to worry about that.
1: I'm trying to understand their logic of why they want to.
2: To Indiana Jones, man. To be explorers. Why did Indiana Jones do any of the shit he did in the movies?
1: He was probably high on heroin.
2: Yeah, that helps. It was probably meth amphetamine. That's a, the same thing the Nazis did when they stormed France in a couple of days.
1: That is true. And we'll cover that yeah. one day.
2: One get day we should Nazi cover stuff. that. Because that'd be great.
1: We, will, we really will. The whole Panama and all that where they escaped in there. Oh, yes.
2: I even want to get into the, the whole thing about the Saving Private Ryan scene with the two soldiers.
1: Yes. I would love to do that. You know that what I'm talking about? My, that's one of my favorite movies, honestly.
2: You know what I'm talking about? The scene oh, with yeah. the two soldiers?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh In the beginning? When they Trust shoot.
1: Jonathan, I, I know the whole movie.
2: I just want to make sure you know what scene I'm talking about. I, it's I know it's the two whole German movie. soldiers trying to give up and they get shot.
1: Yep, I know the whole movie.
2: Do you know what they're actually saying?
1: No, I
0: don't.
2: They were Czech soldiers, right? They were conscripted Czech soldiers saying that they weren't they weren't German. They're Czech. They didn't kill anyone. Please don't shoot me. And they got shot. Damn. That's what they were saying. I didn't know that. Fucking. So well, that's how deep that Spielberg ran that movie. That dude is amazing.
1: Oh, he's one of my favorite directors and producers.
2: It was Spielberg, right?
1: Had to have been. I think it was. I'm not sure. It would make sense because that was a great movie. Like literally, that's one of my all-time favorites. Anybody that hasn't seen Saving Brian Ryan, I recommend watching it.
2: Steven Spielberg. Just
1: take it. Take a time out of your day, and it's about what three hours.
0: Uh,
2: honestly, I don't know. It's, it's just say it over it's at the a top. long. It's it like
1: it's at the top. No, it doesn't.
2: Two and two hours forty nine minutes.
1: So, about three hours. So, expect to take three hours every day because there's going to be times you're going to have to use the bathroom and everything. It's worth the watch.
2: Speaking of which, Larry is in the bathroom right now. Again. It's going to be a normal thing, I think. But we're going to get back into the story. So, they left, realizing how hard it was going to be. Also, they needed tools. So, uh, they came back. Uh... Actually, pre they didn't come back like right away. They came back like a month later. So they were both excited to get back into the cave and get to work. I figured with about four hours work, we could be in. We could be in and see what was on the other side. It was not going to be four hours? Just so you know, we had arranged yeah. to borrow a DeWalt cordless drill to bring with us. We also had masonry bits, masonry bits to drill with, sledgehammers, two two sledgehammers to break up the rock. Bullpins insert into the drill holes and a few other tools that we need, that we ended up not using. Uh, <laughs> getting the tools down to the worksite proved to be a challenge. One of us would climb down the rope and stop at the ledge or good resting, or a good resting place. And the other person would lower the tools. Would lower the tools. I don't know, I said it like there was more. The other person would lower the tools. We kept repeating this routine until we got to the bottom of the cave. Then we had to drag the tools to the hole. It took about an hour to finally get to work. B took the first turn at the hole after an hour of exhausting work. We could tell that we were not going to get through in one session. We kept trading off after we worked ourselves into a sweat. One would take a break and get some food while the other would while the while the other one went to work. The routine went like this to begin work. we had to get down on our knees and do our best to avoid smacking our heads on the ceiling because it's a three-foot overhang basically. Working in this awkward position, we would drill into the wall around the hole. That was difficult work. We had to really push on the drill, and it was still slow progress. there's a slope to it. Then we inserted the bullpen into the hole and hammered on until it's, the rock broke up. You basically repeat that process and then basically like hammer it even more until you're breaking off fingernail-sized pieces even, not even large pieces. If they broke up a large piece, they were fucking celebrating
1: yeah, because at the end of the day, I don't know why they thought this was going to be that easy.
2: Well, they tried other techniques, but coming back, they uh, they realized that was the only technique without using explosives, which they weren't going to attempt. Considering yes, that's dumb. The danger of cave yeah. without using supports and using explosives is extremely dangerous. You should not do it. So
1: never. Matter of fact, if you want to understand what we mean. Dig a little cavern under your dirt. If you have a lot of like, if you don't live in under the dirt, that, not in the dirt, yeah, you go underneath, underneath the, that dirt. Yeah, you got to make a little tunnel. If you don't find live clay close close to the sea level, then dig under your dirt, make a little tunnel, put a little bit of like M nineties or something in there. Even even you could probably even do like one or two mortars for like fireworks. And watch it collapse.
0: Watch it, baby.
1: It's going to be beautiful. If you have Tenorite, have fun. Good. <laughs>
0: how are they going to shoot it, though?
1: You don't have to. You can um set up, like, some kind of system to where it explodes it, either by deck cord or if you have gasoline, maybe you can explode it by the fire, mm-hmm. heating it up, maybe. I don't know how to eat. Do it. Or you could just get to an elevated area to where you have a clear sight down the tunnel you made to where the Tenorite is, and you have a good shot, take it out.
0: So
2: I don't know if you're if you were worried about this hole from the start. But things are about to get a little creepier. I figured. So after a couple hours of hard work we realized what our limiting factor was going to be. It was about then that our first battery met an abrupt death. We had a second battery so we swapped them out. The second battery lasted a little longer because we hammered and chiseled a little more often and a little longer each time. Finally after about 3 more hours of drudgery the second battery died and we called it a night. We could tell that we had done some work in the cave but it was not much for the first time since we got in the cave we s- got in the cave, we sat back. Both of us took a breath. It was nice to check the results of our hard work. Then we noticed the howling again. It seemed to be a little louder than the last time we were there. We just figured the wind was blowing a little stronger outside. What we could not figure out was the rumbling. It too seemed to be louder and more frequent. This time we could not attribute the noise to trucks. The road... Shut up.
0: Shut up. Don't you bark. Don't you do it.
2: <laughs> the road that the trucks drove on was not very busy to begin with, and at that time of night, it should be dead. Yet the rumbling continued, it seemed to be coming from deep within the passage. He said he would ask some veteran cavers what could be causing the noise. We didn't, we didn't spend a long time admiring our work. We still had to haul the gear up and out of the cave. Actually, we ended up leaving most of it. These fucking dogs. We actually ended up leaving some of it in the cave.
0: He's gone! Sorry. You're good.
2: Uh, What was the last thing I said? Actually, we left some of it. In the cage, yeah. We ended up actually leaving some of it in the cave. It was difficult work. It was still difficult work. It made it worse that we were both exhausted from chiseling and drilling and hammering the whole time. Our original plan was to be done with this cave and hit a couple of the other caves in the area the next day. Instead, we decided to crash in a nearby motel, charge up the drill batteries, and go back to Mystery Cave, considering, you know, they got more work to do.
1: Oh, they have a lot more work to do. I don't know what they were thinking.
2: So a couple of weeks had gone by since we had gone down there. Uh, our second trip wasn't as... It was basically the same as our first trip, basically chiseling for tiny speckles of rocks, basically the size of a fingernail, and not sure when or if we'll ever be able to get through. But the more we stayed away from Mystery Cave, the more I knew we had to go back. We, I have to admit, we have become a bit obsessed with the idea of getting through the passage. That may be a sign of how exciting our lives really are. Hint.
0: (laughs) It's not that we think there is
2: going to be something great beyond the passage. We just like the idea of being the first humans on the face of the planet to set foot in a virgin part of the cave. See what I'm saying?
1: I can understand that.
2: And if they found a hidden treasure, that would be cool too, you know?
1: For all they know, they could find dinosaur remnants. Yeah,
2: Indiana Jones type shit, dude. Yeah. It's that's literally mean, I mean, Indiana Jones was like a cave explorer. It's basically what he did.
1: Yeah. As I'm understanding what they're saying and how they're putting it, I understand. Why they're
0: doing it and why they keep going.
2: So we got a late start and drove part of the way in the dark. When I tell people that go caving at night, they wonder why. They don't stop to think that it's always night once you're inside a cave. All the way out to Mystery Cave, we talked about new ideas to speed up our work. Before I go any farther, just to give you an idea, people who don't go in caves, if you don't bring light with you, there is no light. When you get far enough in the passage, there's nothing. You don't see anything. Your eyes don't adapt. There's nothing. There is no light. You can't see in the dark unless there's some light. There is none. It is pitch black. You can't see anything in a cave. If you don't have a light source.
1: Unless you're someone that literally has never seen sunlight their whole life, you're good.
2: Yeah. A blind person will probably feel just fine because you'll actually I'm feel not
1: good. talking about a blind person. Oh. I'm talking about like those feral people that live in like a cave or something and only go out because they live like animals or something.
0: So. Yeah. Speaking
2: of animals. So... B told me that he talked to some of his caver friends of his that came up with an explanation about the rumbling noise. He thought it might be the sound of water deep within the cave. Possibly a waterfall. That couldn't really explain why the noise seemed to come and go. To me, it just was one more reason to get through so we can solve the mystery. This trip, we took B's dog, Whip. She's a Jack Russell Terrier. I was not at all concerned about taking the dog into the cave. We have taken her before, and she answers the call of nature before we go in, so... I mean, so we're good, and she holds it the whole time until they get out. I didn't know. I didn't read that before. That's not what a good dog. What a good dog does not poop in the cave.
0: That's awesome.
2: My God, and well behaved inside the cave. I can't. That is a cave sporing dog. If I have, I can't believe this.
1: Honestly, I don't want that dog.
2: Yeah. No. Right. Well, after this, she's never going in a cave again. Oh. We simply had to lower her in via custom-made harness until she reached the bottom of the main drop. Then she negotiated the rest of her own. She loves to explore, but won't go out of her sight. She loves double ticking. <laughs> I'll never forget that. <laughs> no, she doesn't love the double-dicking. But she nah, won't go she out of her does.
1: sight. Dogs are crazy now.
2: Yeah. She doesn't People have a light...
1: Have females.
2: Don't. Just don't get a dog.
1: They do. And male dogs will hump male dogs.
2: No, I said just I said just, I said just don't get a hump. dog. And female dogs will hump male dogs. It's true. Females actually do most of the humping.
1: I don't know why though.
2: It's a sign of dominance. Females are, are crazy.
1: Think about lions. Let's not get sidetracked. I wanna hear the rest. Let's go.
2: So, the good thing about it is she won't get out of your sight. She doesn't have a light attached to her, so she has to wait for us. Another reason I didn't mind bringing Whip along was because we planned on putting her into the small hole and see how far the passage she would go. That might give us an idea of what is on the other side. We knew that if there was a drop-off that we couldn't see, the dog would turn around and come right back out. We thought we might have to do some work on the hole before even the dog could get through though. Despite working in the dark, in the night, we were able to get to rig up and get down pretty quickly. We didn't take as many tools as last time, plus we left some in the hole, so we wouldn't have to haul them out and back in again, which makes sense. I did manage to get two more batteries for the drill, Uh, for a total of four. What's up?
1: I was just saying that makes perfect sense.
2: Oh yeah, right? Like, get as many as you can. Fuck coming back. So, Everyone made it down fine. But once they got down, something bizarre happened that I, that, he couldn't, that I can't quite explain. I'm reading it in the first person. The dog began exploring as soon as we let her off the rope. She was in hog heaven, sniffing and darting about around her feet. She would run from one person to the other as we made our way back to the work site. At some point, the cave splits into four passages. The dog seemed to run out of juice. She just stuck right by either B or me. That seemed kind of odd. As we progressed further into the cave, she was only she would only stay by B. She seemed kind of edgy, like she saw something she didn't like. As we short as we approached the short drop off before the hole, she stopped and would only come further after we coaxed her a little bit. The hair on the back stood on end. Finally, as we got to within 20 feet of the hole, she began to whimper and hide behind Dee. Her tail was between her legs and she was cowering down on the ground. Kind of strange. I've seen her square off with dogs twice her size, but now she's acted as if Satan himself was lurking in the darkness. I figured it must have- That's
1: when you turn around. No, that's where you turn around. When your dog's acting like that and you see him go against dogs two times the size, that's when you turn
0: around. You
2: leave. I know, right? But there must be an explanation for this, right? I figured there must have been animals that used the cave as a home, and Whip smelled their scent. Too bad it upset her, because there was no way she was going into that passage. So, we decided that with this new development, the nervous dog, one of us would work while the other stayed with the dog a few feet away where we normally rested. We got right back into our routine of drilling, hammering, etc. With our extra supply of batteries, we were able to really push hard on the drill and not have to worry about using up the batteries, which is nice. This didn't make the work any easier, though. But it did speed things up a bit. Progress was still... slow.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One drill? Hell yeah.
2: (laughs) So we were on our fourth battery when the second bizarre thing happened to us. B was working and had just finished drilling a hole when getting ready to hammer the bullpen when he stopped working and looked into the hole. I was kicking back, almost asleep, and hardly paying attention to B. He had a light by his side to illuminate the work area. I could see in an eerie glow a puzzled and intense look on his face. He looked over at me and shook his head. Uh, Morty? I asked him what was up. He yeah. said that he swore. It's Morty? Yep. I asked him what was up. He said that he swore he heard a strange sound emanating from the hole. He said it sounded like a rock sliding on rock, sort of like a grinding sound. I assume his ears were just ringing from the drill. He didn't wear any earplugs this trip. He assured me he heard what he heard. I didn't have an explanation, so I went back to dozing. B sat in a quiet, in the quiet of the cave for a long time before he resumed work. He would also stop, he would stop from time to time and just listen. He is very grounded and not want to pursue some imaginary sound. I believe you he heard something, but I'm not too concerned about what it was. I assume we'll figure it all out once we get through the passage. The final battery lasted another hour or so. We were sitting around talking about our progress, and I decided to see if I could get my head through the hole. My head easily fit, but there was no way my shoulders were going in. As I was kneeling there contemplating how close we were, I noticed something that B overlooked. The wind had stopped. In all the times I had been in this cave I have always felt the wind blowing The last time we were out Working on the cave the wind was Was blowing worse than ever Like it was howling Even earlier we remembered the breeze Cooling us off but now nothing B said he did not know When it stopped The rumbling had ceased too Got a little chill down my spine
1: Right Pesky kids
2: This plain old cave was indeed becoming mysterious. We talked for a long time, debating on what could possibly be the noises and these unusual events. I think part of the reason we were sitting in the dark was because we were both too hammered to move. Not hammered in terms of being drunk, but just tired. Because they were hammering. After sitting for at least a a half hour, we slowly loaded up the gear and started to the surface. Whip couldn't have been happier to get the fuck out of there. (laughs) Once again, we left some of the tools in the cave. We just put them in the hole. Not enough people used the cave to worry about. Plus, we were too tired to care. They just put them in the hole they were working on.
0: Yeah, but they had to go get them.
2: That's, yeah, that's where
0: they're coming back, definitely. I know. I don't know
2: why. So, it took them... A while before they came back. What do you think of the story so far? Just want to gauge your like, reaction.
1: I want to know what is causing the wind to come through, especially with the fact that it just cut off at a random point. I want to know what's on the other side.
2: I want to interject it's... at this point because the movie's a little bit different. Oh, uh, okay. It actually has to do with the hole, but the movie has like a chair sitting in front of it with a little wind thing. Mm. And at first, you think it's like this is creepy, you know, like those little spinning wheel things that kids will have. You blow on it, it spins. Yeah,
1: like the little windmill things. Yeah,
2: it's like a chair with one of those attached on the armrest. And it's mm. it's to it's to gauge how much wind is blowing through in the movie. You should watch it. It's kind of creepy.
0: I'm going to watch it. I'm definitely going to watch it. Are you chewing his feet?
2: He's <sighs> chewing his feet. You still see the page?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm still seeing it. I this picture. Okay, I see what you mean now. I don't know. That's a small hole. Why are they trying to... That?
2: What? It's basically, the width is about 20 to 24 inches, which is about the basic length of shoulders. And it's about like 7 inches high, which some people, that's, I wouldn't even be able to fit through that, I don't think.
0: Yeah, I probably wouldn't either.
2: My chest is 2. I have 2. I think my chest your, rib cage in a, general is like 8 inches. Cause it, it,
1: don't lie, it's because you're B cubs.
2: Yeah, I'm B cups. B cups. Nah, because you know I can I can easily bench press my body weight, which is probably why you know, my upper half looks looks a little bit like I have titties. Those are man titties. They're manly titties, not like Zabrowski titties. They're almost there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's gonna come at you for
0: that one.
2: You fucking tries, Zabrowski. You don't Ooh. even know who I am. Oh! He doesn't even but know who I am. I'm Snickle Fritz. I'm Snickleback.
1: Does fi- when he does find out? You know
2: how many this. people take the persona Snicklefritz? Fritz, and they think yep. that and they think they're the one. They're not fools. They're not. Fools! I tell them. I tell you. Wait. Let's Look. get back in the story.
0: Okay. I was gonna say. <sighs>
2: So it took us three weeks before we get back to Mystery Cave again. I like how they call it Mystery Cave, and the cave in itself is mysterious as fuck.
0: Yeah, that's a reason why not oh. to go to it.
2: Nah, I would still, if I was a Spelunker, none of this would, would bother me, I'd still try. Except the next scary thing might, you know, keep me from going any further, but it really would depend. I'm also not afraid of some punk-ass animal. I'm just going to bring a Glock in there with me.
1: Yeah, until it's not some punk-ass animal and it's a big-ass animal.
2: So I'll bring an extra clip. Well, <laughs> so if it how big?
1: What if it's like happens to be some crazy grizzly bear that's in there that comes from in that cave from a different way. It doesn't come through that hole. You go through that hole, it's a big-ass fucking...
2: Then I'll bring a judge. Thing. You know what that is, right? Yes, I do. It's a pistol that shoots shotgun shells. Everyone, what you do is you get these slugs that have these well, you, that have the buckshot is, behind it, so it shoots a big ass slug that's a big ass hollow point slug with buckshot. It does devastating amounts of damage, specifically to bears.
1: Your problem is, though, I think a judge only has one or. Th- I think no. It it might be five rounds, but it's I don't six. think they. Some of them have six. I don't, I don't think it's more than twelve gauge.
2: I don't think they don't have anything that's more than twelve gauge that I've seen.
1: It might be smaller because I the, twenty every gauge. Every judge, every judge I've seen is small shells.
2: Yeah, they use twenty. They use around. It's like a twenty gauge shell. Not even. It's a different it's its own show. It doesn't matter though. It's it's a shotgun. Good luck. It shoots a big ass slug.
0: Good luck.
2: And that should worry you that it if you're on the other the business end of that. It'll literally blow your head away. It potentially.
1: Will. But we're talking about a bigger animal.
2: That's what it was made for. It was designed for bears for bear attacks. Good luck. <laughs> Did you know that?
1: Yep. Good luck. i still say good luck.
2: Man, I'd rather have that than mace. I'd still I, have mace. I mean, I'd, I'd have them both. Completely. I agree completely. I would mace and shoot him at the same time. That's all you? That's
1: I wouldn't be in that situation.
2: Because your ass would potentially be in that situation if you no. kept skating.
1: You don't skate either.
2: I said if you kept skating.
1: No, I wouldn't be in that situation.
2: You are in the woods skating.
1: I've already been to Paradise, and we had a bear encounter. It was a black bear. Me, Marcus, and Mickey.
2: Black bears are pussies.
0: Yeah, they are.
1: But I'm not going nowhere where I have to deal with a grizzly, a fucking brown bear, or fucking... None of the other things. Nope, nope,
2: nope. You bring... A judge with you. You blow you that motherfucker's head off.
1: yourself back to home.
2: Yeah, I wonder how many skaters I have to deal with bears in the future. It's
1: going to be interesting. Because a lot of these secret roads are in the woods. And so, we've already seen times where bikers are driving down the road like well pedaling. And bears trying to chase them and stuff. There's plenty of videos. So, a skateboarder, I wouldn't want to imagine because of the fact that when you do your pre-juris and stuff to try to slow down, you slow yourself down so fast, and you don't pick up speed necessarily as fast.
0: True. So I think they're going to get fucked.
2: Well, let's get back into the story. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> we might need to just cover this story tonight and then leave it at that and then cover the rest another time.
2: I mean, we could. It's a scary enough story.
1: It is, and I kind of want to research a little bit more about it.
2: You're not going to find much more past what I'm reading in the video. and I mean, if you read this whole thing yourself, it's mostly well, just... I'm skipping well, over a lot well, of the...
1: We'll have to do a second part of the video recap.
2: We're probably like 50 minutes into this. We could still add yeah. a story if you had one. I wouldn't be against staying on.
0: I can find a small one. I
1: have, definitely have a small one. Might not be creepy.
2: Not even on the creepypasta thing you're always reading from? I didn't look on it. I was reading uh, a couple of cool ones the other day. I might be able to link you something. Alright. Well, let's get back into this. So since our last trip we found ourselves taking a bit more of a serious approach. On the drive out this time, our conversation was a little bit more subdued than before. You know, I paused because I'm not used to saying subdued. I haven't said that in a while. It sounds weird. Subdued. Subdued. <laughs> subdued. sounds like subdued. Subdued. Solid. Solid. No way. <laughs> so it was a little more solid than before. <laughs> We hadn't talked totally. much since the last trip, you know, and not for any reason, but you know, scheduling conflicts. You know how that can be, dog. And instead of discussing ways, FAP, of getting through the passage, fam, we found ourselves talking about, you know, rational explanations for what had happened. You know, the the noises were not lit, fam.
1: <laughs> Keep going with it. I love this character. <laughs>
2: I've done. This. <laughs> I love this character. I could do this the whole time. <laughs>
0: Keep going with it. <laughs>
2: we were amused to find out that neither of one of us had talked much about the last trip to the other people. You know, like why would I fucking tell them? You know, finders keepers, bro. That's completely reversal, like from the other trips. You know, it's been fun to report to my peeps. You know, my fams. About our progress, it is always fun to tell the the peeps and the fams. I can't I can't keep this up. <laughs> okay. It is always fun to tell people about the light the, about the tight squeeze we are going to have to go through to get into the passage. Most people have little desire to voluntarily subject themselves to incredibly tight tight places, including myself. Actually, neither do I. Me too, but I will do it in order to get to one other to get to the other side good motivation I still wouldn't give a fuck so they left town early to beat traffic get to the cave so they can, re- so they can get good progress on that hole you know they had some we had some issues getting down now I'm actually, actually paraphrasing I, can't, I gotta remember to skip from first person when I'm paraphrasing if you want to read this, you know, it's actually pretty long, and I'm paraphrasing because I'm not trying to read the whole thing. Because I don't care about cave diving, and this guy seems to care a whole lot about cave diving. So <laughs> if you want to hear all the ins and outs about how they get down, by all means, read Ted the Cave Diver. Ted the Caver.
1: Email us at after network at com because Snicklefritz will have the password for it, and he'll be able to respond to you especially about this story.
2: So, they had some issues getting down and they got a little bit hurt. Uh, But it was basically fine. You know, only superficial cuts. So, since B was the one who got injured on the way down, Ted was the one who took the first, the first, uh, the first shift, might I say. You both took note that the breeze was back and the rumbling was still present. We had our fresh batteries and four, or maybe three and a half, fresh arms. I had high hopes this would be the day. It started out pretty slow. When we first started working out in the hole, the thickness was about three inches. As we as we enlarged the hole, the thickness has increased. Obviously, as a result of our progress, it has become slower. Still, we continued with as much energy as we could put into as we could put into into this hole. I love saying hole. The hole was big enough. Hole. <laughs> At least for me to put my hammer into the hole for reference. Then put the camera into the hole and take a picture of Floyd's tomb. He has a lot of typos, and I was just reading all of those specifically. I've been
1: trying to restrain myself, too.
2: Just because it was funny how many times he put a hole.
1: <laughs> I've been trying to restrain myself.
2: He takes a picture. You can see how tight this passage is. It's literally the size of a human, and it gets tight at the very end. But then opens up a, at the end end.
1: <laughs> it is a virgin hole.
2: Is very virgin-like, so they—I mean—they pretty much realize they have to put a certain amount of work to get through, and they're doing it. You know, they're almost there, just a couple more inches, man. So, on one of the attempts, while I was working, I was pushing as hard as I could on the drill with the, with the bit. Of, the bit, a few inches in, in the wall. When it snapped, I nearly rammed the drill through the wall from pushing so hard. We were able re- to retrieve the bit and keep using it, minus a couple of inches. It still worked great. Only once in a great while did we resort to hammer and chisel. Working was proceeding as normal. Till about the time we were on our fourth battery. I was kneeling down and working the drill slowly into the wall at the time. I had my earplugs in, my safety glasses on, and was lost in my own thoughts. Suddenly over the squeal of the drill wearing down the rock, I heard a strange noise. It was loud. I could hear it over the noise of the drill, even though I had earplugs in. At first, I thought it was just a drill bit doing its job on the cave. It would frequently complain by screeching and whining as we were forced into the wall. But this was different. It took me several full seconds to comprehend that this was coming from inside the hole, and not the bit. I stopped drilling and yanked my earplugs out just in time to hear the most terrible scream I have ever heard and, and trail off and echo into the darkness of a cavern. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you quiet oh wait no we're, we're doing new yorkers nobody cares
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> shut the fuck up will really? No, no 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 no
1: no you gotta say it like juicy J.
0: shut the fuck up
2: I stared wide eyed at the hole for several moments I didn't move nor did I breathe. I turned to look at B moments earlier. He had been lying on the rope bag, catching a nap. Now he was standing upright, mouth open, with a look of concern on his face. I turned and looked into the hole again, half expecting to see a demon face staring back at me. Nothing was different in Floyd's tomb. I fixed my gaze back at the squeeze where the limits of my light reached. There was no motion, only darkness beyond the reaches of my light. In a complete silence that followed, I could hear my heart pounding in my ears. Not another sound could be heard in the cave. Suddenly, I heard a scraping noise behind me and straightened up. I nearly knocked myself out by hitting my head on the overhang. It was just me moving to turn his light. I was so wired, it nearly sent me into my grave.
1: I'm trying to be mature, so... i trying to keep my comments to myself.
2: Too many whole comments, I know.
1: Yes, and staring into the eyes.
2: So... Being worried that it might be an animal, they covered the hole with rocks, basically. And figured... You know, they'd come back. Figure out maybe they'd find a source of the noise. It could be a cougar, screaming in pain. Well, that wouldn't make, really make sense to me, actually. In, in fact, that's not... I, I didn't mean to say that. I read that and said it at the same time. It could be an animal screaming in pain or something. But when it happened... To describe it, you would say it sounded like a cross between a man screaming in fear and a cougar screaming in pain. Yo. And it sounded like it was coming from the hole and only a hundred feet away.
0: It's a Sasquatch.
2: How would he fit in there?
1: He got trapped in there. The hole collapsed on him and he's been feeding off of rats and different things that come in the hole. They can see in the dark. It's good logic. Sound like a man in a screech? What does a Sasquatch sound like? Do you need me to make the sound again? Uh, uh-uh.
0: That's not the sound. You sure? Yeah. I'm not gonna do it because
1: uh, I'm not in the place where I could be screaming like that. <laughs>
2: so we officially got to February
0: 13th in the story. The size of the hole
2: is big enough for him to fit.
0: That's what she said.
2: How many of you would enter Floyd's tomb? I know Larry wouldn't. But if nope. his girlfriend was on the other side and needed to be saved, nope. would you save her? Nope.
1: Sorry. Shouldn't in there. Should not have one in there. I would have told her beforehand, don't go in there. I ain't coming to save you.
2: Well, let me tell you, because all they needed was a couple of days for a change of attitude. A couple of good meals and a little sleep. Boom, they're ready to go back in to Floyd's town. Even though they still had memories of the strange noise that happened only a couple of Couple of days earlier, actually, right, February thirteenth. Oh no, it was a uh, no,
0: over a month.
2: Yeah, it was, yeah, it took him a while to get back.
0: A month
1: and three days. I mean, a month and ten days. Sorry,
2: it took them, It took him a couple of weeks to get back. So this may be the day. So we got to the cave and started to work our way down to the hole. Getting back into the darkness of the cave brought back memories of the night before. Oh, he just posted this later. It was the day before, I thought so. Sorry.
0: Oh, uh, okay, okay. The
2: time of the post construes different time frames of what actually happened, but I'm trying to keep them separate. He, this was a day later, decided to come back right away. Oh, actually, I thought it was a couple days later, no, it was the next day. They had a motel and stuff, so they were planning on coming back the next day. Interesting. The sight of the circle of rock illuminating by our headlamps. The smell of the dirt in the air. The sound that we made as we crawled across the rock. All sounded like we were crawling through, cr- through cum. Like the rock was dripping with cum. It was being illuminated by cum the smell of cum mixing and I with dirt making, in the air. <laughs> you're just making this up? just this There's right. no way they did that. I'm, I'm looking a, at what you're reading. I'm gonna get serious. So, when they get there, they notice the presence of the breeze blowing out of the hole, and the rumbling. <laughs> I'm not gonna get down to the nitty-gritty of them traveling through a cave, but they travel through a cave. Through a cum, they got to the end. They traverse through the cum, and everything is fine.
0: Yep. Since he wanted to bring it up, we're gonna keep it going.
2: So, at this point, the hole is big enough for him to go in with placing one ar- arm over his head, and he, but he still has to turn his head sideways and slowly work his way in. This hole is pretty small. If he was going to make it in without winding the hole anymore, he's going to have to put both arms over his head in a diving position, or, like I was telling you before, straight down by your sides. She's a virgin. But then you have no access to your arms, so whichever position you choose, you're stuck there. Just like a virgin. You ever seen them like have sex? They don't move that much. You know, they're just like they're stuck, stiff. Not at all. They got they got stiffness. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back to. <laughs> I want to read this part because his experience traveling through this is pretty pretty fun. Oh, it's so fun!
1: Jesus, they're squeezing through such a tight spot.
2: Yeah, it's really tight.
1: Why? I just, no,
0: no, no. So I,
2: I got my arms through the entrance with minor scrapes. Next came my head. By, keep, by keeping it turned sideways, I was able to get it in. For the most part, up to my shoulders. I was able to get... <laughs> by keeping it turned sideways, I was able to get it in, for the most part, up to my shoulders. When I got to my shoulders, I could feel the rocks touching all around my shoulders and chest. It was not stopping me but I was definitely scraping many surfaces of my body. I decided to just push through, keeping in mind that I was going to have to come back out eventually. The pain was not too bad, and I was in... well, my upper body was in. At least I could get a good idea of what the tomb was going to be like. Once inside the tomb, I had a few inches all around me in which to position my body. This was the largest part of the passage, and it was conveniently located right at the beginning of the crawl. That gave me a little room to get positioned to crawl further into the the passage, Inside the tomb gave me a whole new outlook of what it was like, what it was going to, going to be like to crawl through. Even though this was the largest part of the crawl, it was still small. I could move my head around freely, but every direction that I turned, I was starting to, I was staring at a wall, wall of solid rock. When I spoke to B, my voice sounded muffled, like I was talking in a small box. I could rest my chest on the passage floor, but the rocks were uncomfortable. I turned my head to look further ahead but couldn't see past the wall of rocks I had built the day before. The squeeze toward the end of the passage was closer now, and appeared even narrower. I didn't know if I could squeeze through or not. I knew it would be close. I wanted to crawl further into the passage. First, however, I had to work to get some of the loose rock that were lying on the passage floor out of my way. I was disappointed to find out that most of the rocks that looked loose were actually attached to the floor. I was hoping to just be able to scrape them out of the way. I had to push the sledgehammer into the passage before me, so at this point, I used it to push the rock wall. We had made it further back in the passage Oh I read that wrong actually he used, He was using the sledge ram hammer to push the rock wall the wall of rocks further back into the passage, basically then I dragged the sledge back and forth across the floor to move any loose rocks or break up the solid ones. By sliding the head of the hammer under the squeeze, I determined that the narrowest part of the squeeze was about 7 inches high. I figured we'd have to do some work before I could slip through. The entire time, I had my head in the passage. Dee was just kicking back, listening to my descriptions and progress reports. And at some point, he snapped this photo above, which is his legs dangling out of the hole. It's really funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw that photo. I was looking at it and I was laughing in my head, trying not to be loud. I was trying
2: to bust out laughing, laugh and make some jokes. Sure you don't
1: want to add some jokes? I don't think I should do
0: that right now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so up to this point, the size of the passage was not too big of a deal. I was in an incredibly small passage, but only my upper body was in. And since it was the largest part of the passage, and my arms could move freely, I was pretty calm. Then it was time for a push. I slid the sledgehammer up as far as I could reach, since my body filled the entrance. I could not slip the tool out, so it was either to push it ahead in order to rope so it was, so it was
0: easier to push it ahead. Sorry
2: put on my my reading glasses. <laughs> In order to rotate my hips to the proper angle to enter the hole, I had to lean my upper body on my forearms, use my feet to climb the wall outside the hole, and slowly crawl into the hole. My hips barely fit. Once they cleared the entrance, I could relax a bit and get in position to work towards the squeeze. I decided to try the one-arm forward technique to get through. The passage was so narrow that whatever position I started with, I would have to stay with through the entire length. There was just no room to move around or change positions. I would also have to turn my head one way or another and keep it in the same position. This crawl was TIGHT! Like a virgin. Like a virgin! Oh! Sometimes <laughs> they're not tight, though. You ever had a loose virgin?
1: No, never.
2: That's good. I was testing you. It means you have a nice sized penis.
1: Thank you, sir. I've been heard. I've been told that.
2: <laughs> I've been told this.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Might
2: no, open the door and ask. <laughs> no, it's okay. Those things are for you, and I personally know how much sex you you, you get on a regular basis, so I, I believe you. Well,
1: don't want to toot my own horn.
2: He's tooting it. That guy with double dicks, like, give Larry some time, he's going to surpass that number. <laughs> two so (laughs) I I promise you the story's gonna speed up a bit I know it's a little bit droll at this point basically he's just trying to get through this this squeeze but I wanna I wanna read it the first part so you get an idea of how tight this actually is and you don't really get an explanation unless you're looking at the picture Or I explain it in detail what he wrote.
0: (laughs) So pretty much, you're gonna want to look up the
1: article yourself and go back to where you see the pictures and everything.
0: Well, it's a
2: lot of reading. So if you don't want to read it, too, you know, this is a great opportunity to hear what happened and just go look at the pictures. You know?
0: Yeah. Just all you gotta do is visual.
2: You know, look at the pictures as we're reading through it. Read along with
0: us. That's a good
2: idea. So to get back into it. Moving forward at this part of the passage was relatively easy. I could use my forward arm, my left arm, to pull on my other arm to push. At the same time, I would wiggle my body, trying to arc as much as I could to keep my chest off the rocks. I tried both ways and determined that I would turn my head to the right. It felt the most comfortable. I began to learn things as I went. I determined that the small flashlight in one hand would be nice, then I could shine it ahead and get a better idea of what I was about to crawl over. This was a difficult maneuver because I had to look overhead, since my head was turned. It, it was pretty hard. It became immediately obvious that we were going to have to do some more work removing rocks from the passage floor. As I moved along the surface, I, constantly, I was constantly scraping my chest on the rocks. They were sharp and it was painful. Occasionally, I would cause a rock to slide along under my chest and actually wedge me between it and the top of the passage. I would then have to back up and either try and move the rock to the side of my cheek, Using a sweeping motion with my head? Or back away, and <laughs> back way out and move with my forward hand? It's crazy.
0: Why would you want to put yourself through that?
2: Well, he's determined to find... I see that. ...Indian Jones type stuff.
0: Very stubborn.
2: My little trip into the passage represented a major milestone in my caving career. When I began caving, I did not feel overly comfortable going through tight spaces. Even a little squeeze at the beginning of this cave was an obstacle to overcome. By pushing myself and forcing myself to try the narrow passages, I have become much calmer about tight spaces. Still, this passage represented a new benchmark in small spaces. I had not been faced with anything this small. I don't remember having to take off my helmet before now. With this passage, it is mandatory. As I mentioned before, not only do I have to take off my helmet, but I have to turn my head to the side in order to fit. That's. It is seven inches tall, just to give you another idea of how tall this is. Seven inches!
0: <laughs> That's ridiculous.
1: There's no point in even trying to go through that.
2: At the tightest point, it's probably six inches, considering you have to actually exhale, your air, exhale the air out of your lungs to get through.
0: Better hope you a big head.
2: So basically, the journey through the tomb went like this. After I twisted my hips into the passage, I took a few minutes to stop and work out a game plan. Most of the length of my legs was still outside the entrance. They were just dangling in the air. The tomb was still... Most of the length of my legs was still outside the ent in- I don't know why that sounded weird to me. The tomb was still big enough to move my head around, and, even, more, and, and to even move my arms freely into position. It was larger than the rest of the passage, but not that much. It was like sticking your head into a box. Everywhere I looked, there was rocks, and not too far from my head. Any sound I made was muffled and dead. The narrowest part of the passage was about ten feet in. At this point, I was about three and a half feet in. At about the four-foot mark, I would have to commit to whatever position I felt comfortable and stay that way until the twelve-foot mark, at which time the cave started opening up.
0: Woo! I'm... I'm confused. So you gotta go through twelve feet of this. 12 feet. And you
1: want to do that just to see what's on the other side because you heard some wind howling?
2: Yep. Nah, I'm good. Hey, you know what they say, man. If it blows, it goes.
1: Yep. That's clearly what they say. Because looking at these pictures and how tight of the spot that was, I'm good.
2: This is a Ted the Caver story. Hope you guys are, are interested. Creepypasta!
1: Yeah, we're gonna do a lot more of these
2: pasta too. So basically, to paraphrase what happens here, he continues to go through, but it's kind of tight. He actually does make it through at some point. Uh, after they, like, they have to invent, they go to their buddies' places and weld a pu- couple of steel together with, like, um, an iron wedge on the end of it so they can hammer it and, like, clear the the rock and smooth out the surface of the, the hole, make it easier to slide through. And it's just uh, a whole lot of that. Uh, nothing scary really happens until he actually makes it through the hole.
1: I was about to say, if you ended it there, I was going to be pissed.
2: No. But now we're going to get through, because before, he was just testing the hole. Now he can get through. They made they made a tool, they smoothed out everything, the hole is just big enough and easy enough to slide through. Sort of. So, since we didn't do any work to the entrance, I had to go through the same dance routine to enter the passage. Once I got my upper body through the hole, I shined the flashlight ahead of me to work out a plan of attack. The passage didn't seem any bigger than the last time I was there, but most of the work was done deeper in the squeeze. I paused for a few minutes, then twisted my hips to get, lower, get my lower body in. I slowly inched forward as my entire body slowly filled the passage. Before I was completely in, I got into position for the push. I dropped both my hands to my side and turned my head to the right, then I began to inch forward. Once my toes were inside the cave, I used them to push forward. To keep from scraping my body, I would walk using my shoulders, knees, and toes. Progress was slow, but steady. That was fine by me. A foot or two before the tight spot, I could already tell there was a little more room. Even so, I began to touch the roof of the passage with my back. This time, however, I was able to continue moving forward. I reached the lowest point of the passage, and I could tell it was going to be, be tricky. Even with the work we had done clearing off the loose rocks, I still felt the sharp pebbles rolling under my chest as I slid along. When I could feel my back brushing the top of the passage in several places, I reverted to my technique of exhaling. Before I began, however, I took a minute to lay there in the passage. I could see the glow of these flashlight as the rays of light managed to squeeze past my body. I could feel the cool breeze evaporate the drops of dirty sweat on my forehead. I could feel a thousand sharp edges dig into the surface of my skin. I felt a twinge of excitement as I realized that the goal we had set out to achieve weeks ago was about to be realized. It does... They're
1: about to, they're about to
0: get there, it seems like.
2: I know, right? This thought alone made me want to keep moving. Not matter... Not matter how tight the passage became. This dude really fucks up when he's t- I should have just rewrote this. The thought alone made me want to keep moving. Not how... Nothing mattered, not even the tightness of this passage.
0: That's what she said.
2: I breathed in and out rapidly a few moments, then began. Exhale, scoot, stop to catch my breath, repeat. After just a few inches of scooting, I could raise my head off the floor and squeeze until the passage was beginning to open up. I relayed the information to B and we both took a few seconds to celebrate during the rest of my slide through the passage. He was cheering me on. Virgin Passage, baby! Neil Armstrong! Indiana Jones! Phew! There were just a couple of phrases he was repeating, and I was grinning ear to ear. Even though the passage was beginning to get larger, I was still slow going. I had to continue scooting along for another foot and a half before I could slide my arms underneath me to then use them to crawl. At that point, I felt my journey was essentially over. I was able to sit up slightly and move the rock wall and And we had erected several trips ago. Those rocks served as a sovereign reminder that a little caution would be wise. Because if you remember why they built it.
1: It's because of the fact that at any moment that thing could
2: collapse into them. No, they heard a scream. And then they covered the wall, the rock they covered the hole. The scream came from the hole. From what they thought was like a hundred feet away. It was super loud and like ear piercing. So they made a rock wall, and that's what he's been pushing forward, is that rock wall.
0: That's stupid, though, because then you can't see what's coming at you.
2: But he moved it now. Now the rock wall is... He's pushed it out of the passage. He is now out of the passage and through. Obviously, some congratulations were in order. B would never be able to squeeze through the passage and see what he was seeing, so... He was giving descriptions of the cave, what it looked like, and everything. At this point, I'm going to switch to first person again. At this point, I had only my mini mag, so I could not see very far into the passage. The end of the passage made a gentle to right turn to, and seemed to go on for a ways. I was unable to do anything at this point but sit. Due to the size of the passage, all the broken rocks we had just pushed through Floyd's tomb were around me at this point. There were no other signs of human intrusion. I had to wait until B passed me my helmet light to get a better feel for the cave. Once I got my gear, I got up, fired up my light, and went to go see new sections of the cave. Hours. All hours. It was an exciting experience to see the results of hours of hard work over the course of several weeks. At this point, we still had no idea what the cave had to offer. The only thing we could, I could see was the passage immediately following, following the squeeze. It was a narrow passage with a low ceiling. I could easily be able to get through it, but I would have to crawl. <coughs> I began taking pictures so I could show B. I asked B. how far he thought I should venture into the new cave. In light of the strange events that had occurred, for the first time, he, too, toned down the enthusiasm as he remembered the noises. He slid the pipe through the tomb with a loosened tip on the end. He said I could use it as a weapon if I ran into the animal, into an animal or question mark. He also told me to make sure we could hear each other as I progressed through the cave. <coughs> One thing to mention, though. If he ever got in trouble, he would have to wait for help to come get him.
0: Yeah,
1: because how hard it was to get in there. And that's why I say it doesn't make sense to try to do this, especially after you hear that
0: scream and that sound.
2: B can't go in there after him. No, not at all. And I wouldn't even want to. I'd leave his ass. Yep. I'd throw him a gun and leave. You can have this...
1: (laughs) 12 feet throw Through
2: a small hole like that. So. I strapped on my gloves and knee pads. Grabbed my camera. And began my adventure. I crawled through the passage. Picture above. It's a pretty narrow passage. You still have to crawl through.
0: Very narrow.
2: The next next section was about 40 feet long. In addition to having a higher ceiling, the walls were a little wider than the section I had just crawled through. Both sections were relatively straight. The floor was covered in a rock which crunched as I crawled, and then walked across it. The walls were basically the same as much of Mystery Cave, except pristine. It was obvious no one had been there before me. Upon closer examination of the walls I found two delicate types of formations. The first resembled several chunks of grated cheese tied together on one end. What? With the rest of the cheese, just, I mean, quotes cheese, just flopping down. The second formation was just tiny strands of rocks. I'm guessing they call the orange rock stuff cheese. I don't know why.
1: That looks like clay.
2: Yeah, it's not, though. It's like crystal formations.
1: Yeah, I know, but it looks like clay.
2: So the passage continued for another 100 feet or so, before the cave opened up a little. It was at the end of a short, straight segment of the cave. At the very end of the segment, the cave made a bend to the left and opened up into a room. Just at that point, where the room began, there was a round rock that appeared to be leaning against the wall. This seemed odd. But singular formations are common in caves, so it is by no means unique. I had crawled and stepped over several large chunks of rock that fell down from the ceiling. This one was more round than the others. Once past the rock, the room opened up to a height about 15 feet. It was about 15 feet in width and about 30 feet in length. At the far end of the room, there was another passage leading straight out. As I entered the room, I had an eerie feeling. It was like the old saying I felt that I was being watched. Once again, the excitement of the new find faded, and the memories of the mysterious side of the cave crept back into my mind. Suddenly, I felt very alone. Fortunately for my ego, I was nearly out of time and had to get back to B before, before my half hour was up. I took several pictures of the room. I was going to, going to just get a feel for how long the next passage was when something caught my attention. On the left side of the room, on the wall, about eye level, I discovered what appeared to be hieroglyphics. It was a single drawing that almost appeared to be just part of a rock coloration. It looked like very crude representations of people <clears throat> standing below a symbol. I was pumped. This meant that there had to be another entrance to this cave. Even if the entrance was close or blocked, it might mean an opportunity to open it and get B into the cave. I took another look at the drawing and made sure I could describe it to B, then took some more pictures and headed back to B. When I got back to the squeeze, I could barely talk fast enough to let B know everything I had discovered. He was just as excited to hear about our newly found treasures. As we debated what our next move would be, I began to send my gear back through the tomb to B. I told him it'd be best if we got someone else to come back with me. In case something happened. And he agreed.
1: Yeah, because at this point B was like I'm not coming in there with you.
0: Uh, he can't even fit, so.
1: Oh. Even better for him. What is that symbol right there?
2: That's the hieroglyphics.
0: It looks kind of like a blueprint.
2: I oh, know, right? He said it looked like people underneath the symbol.
1: No, it looks like a blueprint of like caverns in the cave. If you look at it.
2: So they found someone to go in. They gonna refer to him. They refer to him as Joe. <coughs> And they kept it very secretive beforehand. They did not tell him anything. Including the noises they heard.
1: Yeah, because why would you want to tell someone that when you're asking them to come with you? It were, it's, it's such a tight squeeze, too. Why would you? It's Like I said before, it's not worth it to me.
2: It'll take you 30 minutes to get out of that bitch. 30 mm-hmm. whole minutes. That's too long.
1: Like you said, if there's a wild animal, you have no chance to get in the way because it probably moves to those kind of caverns all the time.
2: I mean, yes and no, because it's supposed to be a virgin cavern, so I see where they're getting that. If only you saw the movie, you could have, like, we could be spitballing some amazing ideas right now, but guess what? Guess what, everyone? Guess who didn't watch the movie? Larry. Because I was
1: told it was free when I went to go watch it, it was not free.
2: Well, it was free at the start of everything. You know, it was. It have, was. I didn't
1: have Amazon Prime then.
2: I would have given you my Amazon Prime.
1: You said you was going to. And you never did.
2: I'm pretty sure I did.
1: You did not check your messages on Discord, Facebook, and text, and I bet you did not moving on it's not important i've already screwed up we're gonna leave it at that Uh, before he tries to rain a parade of shit talk to me again
2: well it's okay i know i know you're all confused too considering this was supposed to be a short thing which is now turning into a two-parter and so this is accidentally tave the caver two parts
1: and first two-parter
2: this is the first uh, the first, because <laughs> we didn't end up end, end up telling your story, Larry. But I guess we'll get to that on the next Creepypasta. Yeah, well,
1: then and day, I love this story. It really intrigues me, and I can't wait to get into the second part and really get down into death for y'all. They didn't tell
2: that nigga nothing. He's gonna walk in there blind with no gun. Just, hey, man. Check out this hole we
1: looked at. I swear there's nothing in it, even though it's new hole. Go on in. Go on
2: in. Come on, man. Come it's on. like it's safe. Oh, it's safe as hell. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm not even going to bring my gun. Oh, shit, dog. You he bringing this gun. Gas <laughs> levels are nothing. Well, I guess we'll find out next time. If you tuned in this far, you know, thank you. You know, this is rough. Telling these long stories, uh, you know, I know it can get boring at parts, but, you know, if you enjoyed it, you know, it's only going to get better as we keep going on and.
0: you
1: will understand a little bit better once you start listening to the second part. That would definitely clear a few things up. Not. You'll see. You'll see.
2: Also, sorry for like the recordings. I know the, the, it's out of the broadband. Or, like, it's either the internet or fucking mics are shitty. I don't know what it is specifically. Might be my mic. I don't know, it's both of us. We both cut in, we'll be loud one uh, for, like, 15 minutes, and then we'll be not that loud for another 15 minutes. And, like, I try and do my best editing it out, but you can clearly tell, like, like there's a difference in in random parts, so... You know, we're still working on it. We we're miles better from our first recording that we posted and like oh, we're just going to keep getting out. better. Like I keep learning different techniques. Larry keeps, you know, trying to keep it together every week and not get drunk and you know, maybe do some of the homework, but it's not it doesn't matter. He's the he's the idea man. That's his homework. He's coming up with ideas. Being awesome. All loose.
1: Appreciate this semi my comment, well, compliment, but um, well, I really appreciate I appreciate everything you do with the editing, man. You do a good job and you do work on it a lot. And if y'all stick with us, we promise that. We're just we're just starting. Got more surprises for you too.
2: This is gonna keep coming. You are never gonna see the end of Snicklefoot, Snickleback, and Larry. Keep tuning in. Ah, My inner Zabrowski is
1: freaking screaming right now. And your inner Zabrowski is going to love ideas I have for future episodes.
2: Yes, tune in because the Reptilian episode is coming up. We are finally getting into it. We've been talking about it for a couple of episodes now. But we're finally getting into it. The Reptilian The Conspiracy Series, Episode 1, Reptilian Overlords.
1: And we have to make sure you understand when you're listening into this, And if you're a skeptic, that's fine. If you're a believer, that's even better. We would love to hear your beliefs and everything on it. But keep an open mind coming into that episode.
2: You don't need to. Keep an open mind. Also, we're going to have two guests, potentially. So, it's the first time we're going to have four people. Going at it. See how it goes? I have faith in everyone. I do too. And I hope y'all enjoy it. Alright everyone. Stay classy. Wait. I can't
1: forget it this time.
2: Watch your testicles. God damn it. Watch your testicles. Don't fry. I can't forget it. I can't forget it. Fuck it. <laughs> Kevin Bacon man.